0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today our featured guest is two millennials on a mission to help everyone reap the infinite benefits of nailing Instagram. If you've been struggling on Instagram, there's a reason why we're gonna go, fi- go over the five things that the most successful Instagram accounts all have in common. And you're gonna find out that you probably are missing four of them, all right? And that's what my guests are gonna share with you today. Now, Viv and Tosh have cracked the code of influence marketing through social media, becoming powerful voices on Instagram through their side hustle. Now, let me introduce you to these ladies. So we got Viv Conway and we got Tosh, like Natasha Mays. And first, we're going to speak about Tosh. Tosh is an Instagram influencer who has created content and worked on campaigns with multiple brands across New Zealand. You're going to notice they have a Kiwi accent, right? Uh, She's worked uh, with brands in Australia, America. She uses her skill in content creation to create thumb-stopping creative Instagram photos and pictures. Thumb-stopping not thumb scrolling, thumb stopping, for your brand's Instagram. And she could teach you her tricks of the trade. She's going to share that with you today. Then we have Viv. Viv successfully built her own sportswear brand on Instagram. Through her own experience, Viv learned the best techniques for influencer marketing and has grown multiple accounts from zero to 30,000 in less than a year. Please welcome to the show Viv and Tosh, ladies, welcome. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Thanks so much for having us. So excited to be here.
2: Yeah, definitely. That was actually quite comprehensive. Yeah, I guess um, Viv and I, (laughs) yeah, well done. Really excited about um, what we can help businesses or personal brands, um, what we can help them do on Instagram. Just, I think, because we have both strings of the bow. I think Mm -hmm. often it comes from an agency or an influencer or something, but I think we like to bring a balanced, balanced side when we're doing, say, an influencer marketing campaign with a company or that kind of thing. So you Mm. have like a really balanced brand side. And then I've known the influencer world for quite a while. So it's it's sort of combining those two strings of the bow so that we can provide a really balanced and fair um, situation for both influencers and brands when we work with them.
0: Makes sense. Now, Viv, let me ask you this. What was your favorite thing about Tosh that made you want to partner with her in business?
1: That's so funny that you asked that. The reason that Tash and I partnered in business is because we were actually put together in the same group project at university or college, like you probably call it. And so we were initially say like working friends first and we're in a group with other people and realized that we were always on the same wavelength. We were always, um, you know, our ideas were sort of the same. We kind of worked at the same pace. Um, our ideas of how to work were also similar so we actually knew that we could work well together before we came, became such good friends so it was sort of from there that we realized we should actually do something around Instagram seeing as so many people were asking us how to use it properly either for marketing or as an influencer and it sort of merged from there we took on freelancing clients and then eventually merged what we were doing together and then so became Ace the Gram
0: that is so cool! Such a great answer, but you didn't answer my question. What is your favorite <laughs> thing about Tosh that made you want to partner with
1: her? That is so true. Oh no! Um, <laughs> she I not only she doesn't give up with it. I think it would not only be the working ethic, but also Tasha is actually quite emotionally intelligent. <laughs> so
0: how do you mean so, that? Give me, give us an example. Like,
1: um, I'm, I notice a lot of things about details, so I'll always notice the details. Tash doesn't always notice details, but she'll always notice um, how a person is feeling, um, mm. especially other people. So she'll always be able to tell how another person's feeling and also why and have a good answer as to why that might be, which I find really interesting. And it also means that our communication is very well, so it's very easy to work with Tash.
0: That's awesome. So Tash, being Viv just put you on the spot. Go ahead and tell me how I'm feeling right now.
2: Um, probably we had a few hiccups and getting on call. So you're probably like, I don't know what this interview is going to be like. And then, um, now it's happening. So you're on it because you're professional and you love your job. So you're stoked.
0: Startup Nation, you see what she just did there. <laughs> she like leaned into First off, she took responsibility. They had some hiccups, you know, getting on this show here. And then she leaned into, you know, you're probably feeling a little like, Eh, with us right now, and then she ended with a compliment, but you love what you do, and you 're excellent at it and pat 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 on the back all right, so do the same thing with your audience, and i'm sure they want to pay you some more money startup nation all right, well done, and uh well, I got to be fair, Tosh, what was your favorite thing about uh Viv that made you want to work with her
2: um I think viv I think she's she was more the classic entrepreneur when we started. I think I've always been the more creative in the business and she's the one that would like have a lemonade stand when she was little. So she, I think motivates me to actually make our business a happening thing and scale and like, I think big, but it's more like she provides all the ways to actually implement, to become big. (laughs) And uh, um, yeah, she's just always motivated with the business and Yeah, really business savvy.
0: So it's been great. So let me see if I got this right and then we'll get into your story, okay? So, what I've heard is that Viv, you are the head of the business, you're the mind of the business, and Tosh, you're the heart. Is that correct? (laughs) Oh, that kind of works. (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, got it. All right, cool. Because you're about the feelings and experience and how people feel and all that. And then Viv, you're about, okay, here's how we make money. Like, here's how we do the business. Here's the operations. Here's the logistics. They're not wrong. And both are necessary, right? So Startup Nation, this yeah. is very, very, very important for you uh, to really get when you choose a partner. Make sure that they complement you, that they're not identical to you. If you have two hearts running a business... You got a lot of feelings, but you're broke, right? And if you got two heads running a business or two minds running a business, listen, you're probably making a lot of money, but your clients don't like you, right? Because you're not actually caring enough about them. So I just want to put that out there. How do I do with that? Did I do okay?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. quite good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's quite good. It's quite good. I got the New Zealand stamp of approval. Let's get into the money game, <laughs> ladies. How much gross revenue did you guys do in your business in the last twelve months? Oh, oh, the that's last
1: twelve that's months. The financial. Um, we would have done probably. Well, this that's is financial. literally. This is yeah. This is literally end of financial year at the moment. So we'd be looking at one fifty. One hundred
0: fifty
1: thousand.
0: Yeah. Okay, and that's U.S. Yes. (laughs) New Zealand. (laughs) New Zealand. I'm not. I'm not going to do the currency exchange on that. We're just going to say approximately one hundred fifty thousand dollars you did in the past twelve months with your Instagram business, like Startup Nation. They're doing this on Instagram. Do you want to do one hundred fifty thousand dollars on Instagram? then stop talking and listen. They're about to tell you some wisdom here. All right. How long did it take you to get to the 100K from the time you started to uh, crossing that 100K mark?
1: Our first 100K would have taken just over a year um, because we, initially we started as freelancers and then kind of merged the business. Um, We would have done just over 70K in our first financial year. Um, And then it's just taken a couple of years, you know, everything takes time and everything takes, is when you start a business, it's like anything, right? You are kind of flapping around and you're always flapping around to an extent. And then as it sort of comes together a little bit more then that's when you can kind of define those systems and actually figure out, say like what value you are providing your clients, really nail that down and package that up properly. So it's a lot easier to sell to clients and so on.
0: I really get that. And Startup Nation, I agree with Viv on this. You don't know what you don't know. And the only way you find out what you don't know, those blind spots is by getting into it and actually doing the work. And once you take that first step, you get to see the second step. But you can't see the second and third step until you take the first. So if you're, you want it all mapped out, it's not how life shows up. It's just not. So these girls get it. That's why I invited them to be on the show. They're young millennials. What are your ages?
2: I'm 24 and Viv is 23.
0: Look at that. We got a 23 and 24 year old. They're going to teach you, even if you're over 40, put down your ego and learn something new today. All right. How did you make your first 100K, ladies? What are your top three tips or strategies that you used that you deployed to make your first $100,000 that year one?
2: I would say a key thing for us was that we didn't sit down and think, we want to create a business, we catered to the needs that people were already asking us for and that were really common um, in the industry that we were falling into. So I think um, we were like, oh, we were going to do this, I don't know, business of a newsletter or something. And then we're like, well, why don't we actually um, pick up these clients that are knocking on our doors saying, how did you grow your Instagram account and create a business and a service that would provide value to those people. So it was it was all about providing value and then realizing that that actually well, it was us. solving a
1: problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest issue that a lot of startups have is that they don't actually solve a problem. Like it's already been solved or it's has it's already being catered for. So I think um, you've learned so much in whatever job you're in and whatever niche you're in, um, as you go as to what even more problems are in that industry. So you start off solving one problem. And then as you get to know that industry and those clients better, you get to know all of the problems that are actually surrounding that issue. And then you can streamline and create a more slick business that caters to those problems, like solves those problems for those people. And then that's how I think you can create a better version of your business. That's more, that's more beneficial for your clients.
0: Got it. What's your number two strategy?
1: Number two strategy for getting to our first 100K. Getting to our first 100K. I think it would also be starting to understand sales because sales is something that we had absolutely no experience in. Mm -hmm. But when you have those first sales meetings, and to be honest, I think the only reason we got clients is number one, because we were charging so low. And number two, because clearly they could see our value and we were just so keen um, to give it a go once you start, you know, identifying those common objections that people have in those initial sales meetings and so on, that then makes your your pitch and so on so much more powerful and convincing when you can go to someone and you can already have ideas and ways of kind of shutting down those objections that you know that your clients are going to have. And then that that way of doing sales and kind of convincing the client who's might might just be on the fence um, of that number one you are worth what you're charging and number two that they actually if they're still on the fence maybe it's you know there's maybe one person that's really keen and then one person that's still on the fence um, being able to convince them actually of the benefits and what that it can do for their business that's where we saw massive learnings and being able to close those clients absolutely contributes to that 100k.
2: Yeah. And I'd say strategy three was under the umbrella of marketing, but just being really savvy and modern about our marketing techniques. So we did things like to get content clients cause we shoot Instagram for con Instagram content um, for like, Small businesses or medium businesses or food brands or that kind of thing. So, we actually went to our supermarket and then bought home all these different products. And then I shot and styled them in different ways and emailed those photos to the head of the company that Viv found through some technical special way. And then we, yeah, so, so we emailed hacked, them.
0: You hacked your supermarket, <laughs> is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then we sent them free content so we were providing value and they could see the type of content we could produce for them and said, hey, here's some content for you. If you would like some more along these lines, um, this is what you can do. And we got heaps of clients through that. Um, And I think just being a little bit savvy with our lead generation, we've done a lot of different lead generation techniques that aren't straight out of the book that have done really well for us.
0: Got it, love it. So Startup Nation, That's really cool. That's really powerful. Uh, Let's focus on, well, let me go through all three and do a quick recap. So Viv and Tosh say the way they made their first 100K, I just rhymed. uh, Number one is drop your ideas. Drop your ideas and ask your clients what they actually need and what they want. Like that's it. Get your ego out of the conversation and just ask people, what do you need right now? What are you willing to pay for right? That's it. And then come up with solutions. Number two, understand sales. And I know that's a bad word. That's an F word to most of you, right? But you got to do it. Understand sales. Sales is listening with solutions. Listen to the other person and then have solutions. But you got to listen. So many of you are talking, 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 but you're not actually hearing what they're asking for. So that's the number two. And then number three, hack your local supermarket. I'm just kidding. That's not number three, right? But num- <laughs> number three is show prospective clients what you can do for them before they even ask. And I think that was really brilliant, ladies, that you went and did that at your supermarket. You went in and stole some groceries. I'm kidding. You didn't steal them. You, you paid for groceries. You walked out and then you took photos and, and created outstanding uh, content um, with the photos. And you did, like, uh, I think it's called food styling, um, right? And you did that. And I'm very professional, watch out. All right. And then, you got it.
1: Got right? It.
0: food styling. And then you went back to the head people and you found the top guy or the type, top girl that you wanted to work with who was the decision maker and said, Hey, look what we could do. This is what we've already done. Don't you want to hire us for more? And that's such a yeah. brilliant approach to making your first 100K. Startup Nation, learn from these ladies. All right, let's get into what I wanted to get into, which is let's talk Instagram. Five things all successful Instagram accounts have in common. We're gonna breeze through this real fast and I'll jump in and ask questions if I feel you know our audience wants a little more explanation. Otherwise, just breeze through your, your top five things that all successful Instagram accounts have in common. Number one is...
2: Go? Number one is niche. Um, so, knowing your niche and your intention. So, the first thing that we do with every consulting client we have is why are you using Instagram? Like, why are you choosing this platform and what do you want it to do for whatever your your business or your messages, um, and I think that's the most important thing when it comes to your Instagram is knowing why you're doing it because that shapes your whole strategy and the whole way that you go about it. So whether it's sales, brand awareness, getting
1: people in the door, is it that you want to get into the supermarkets and you need more followers for social credibility and so on? Yeah. What is your intention behind the Instagram account? Because if we can start there, then we know what value that we need to be providing to the target audience.
2: Yeah, and from there you pick a niche. So say. Um, you're an entrepreneur you're picking the entrepreneur niche so you know that the target audience you want to attract is ones that are following all these different entrepreneurs they probably like like Gary V and like you know there's a certain type of audience that you're wanting to attract um, so you look at all the your competition and the people other players in your field at what they're doing and that niche and then you take all the best bits and you put it in your voice in your way and you shortcut all the ways to create a successful Instagram account because you don't have to like trial and error and do all these different things. You literally just find what's working for each different person and package it in your own unique way.
0: What uh, second- what Instagram accounts did you model when you guys started out?
2: Um, so we actually started separate accounts because I started an influencer account and Viv started a sportswear. So my, ours were different. I chose people like, Deliciously Ella or Elsa's Wholesome Life or all these health and wellness, because I'm a health and wellness um, food stylist photographer. Um, Yeah, I chose all these people that were big players in my niche. And for example, I liked the color and the lifestyle that Elsa's Wholesome Life brought into it, but I liked the food styling and recipe element that Deliciously Ella brought into it. So I kind of, yeah. And whatever you do, it's like your own art or your own whatever you're doing. It's always going to come out in your voice. So if you're strong about what your intention is and what your voice is, then you're never going to copy someone. It's just figuring out what's working for people and implementing the technique into yours.
0: I'm going to use one example on that, uh, Tasha. I think I went to your account and I, I saw your, your photos that you do on your Instagram and you had a very unique signature. On them and you would put whatever the motivating quote or inspiring quote or saying or whatever you didn't just put it across the front um, like most people do it's just like headline boom right in your face you would uh, you work it in in like an artsy way around like the the leg of your dog or whatever the (laughs) the subject of the photo was but like you would you would make the font as part of the photo And working in uh, according to the lines of the photo, which was very artsy and very unique. And I was like, that's awesome. It looked like a pain in the neck to do that on every single photo. Um, It can't be easy every single time. But that really stood out as, okay, that's kind of her trademark right there. And you immediately knew it was your photo. That's it's
1: so funny that you say it was a pain in the neck because before tash got her ipad she would sit at her phone and zoom in to each photo and then do like a little line with her finger and then have to zoom out and see what it looked like and then zoom back in and it would literally she would literally sit on the couch for hours trying to do those quotes and so on but now now it's a little bit easier but yeah you're so right pain in the neck is the absolutely the right term for that
0: got it all right what's your number two
1: so number two is actually about consistency. So whether that be showing up every day. So on Instagram, it's a, a Instagram is literally a way for you to create touch points with your audience. So the more touch points, AKA, if you can be posting every day, then that's a chance for your audience to recognize your brand again. If you can be storing every day, that's another chance. If you're posting once a month, you're probably not gonna get the desired results that you were hoping to achieve on Instagram. So it's about figuring out how you can create those touch points at the same time or in doing so and also providing value. So even if maybe you don't have quality content, then do a story instead and skip a post for that day, you know, but it's all about thinking about how can I create that consistency with my audience um, in terms of my content and also my voice. Yeah.
2: Just to reiterate that it's, it's consistency, not just in frequency, but also in style and mood and voice. Mm. So if you speak a certain way to your audience, like, say you've got a protein ball company for girls and you're like, um, hey babe, are things dropping this month? Then the next, then that's your brand voice and be consistent with that. So in your comments, be consistent mm. with that style of talking and your next posts for the rest of the month, be consistent in that. And same with your content. If you do use light, bright, colorful content, say like I do, I might like a moody, dark version of that, but I'm not going to post it on my account because it's not my style, it's not my brand, and it's not consistent. So figuring out your style and voice Mm. is also what you have to be consistent in.
0: I agree with that. So Startup Nation, if you show up in your life more like an Oprah Winfrey, don't go on Instagram and start talking like Gary Vaynerchuk. It's It's just not going to line up. It's not going to make sense. And you're putting on a mask and you're faking it. And eventually, you exactly. run out of content. Is that right, girls? Yeah, totally. Yeah, right, cool. if you
1: were some like meditating um, yoga teacher and you came in really hot one day and <laughs> went really intense face-to-camera videos about I don't know the hustle, it's probably not going to work for you.
0: Unless it was hot yoga day and you're just pissed off. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: All right. What is what's yeah? What's your number three?
2: Um, I think content is still funny on Instagram because it is a visual platform and content is one of the most important pillars of a successful Instagram, but it's something that time and time again, we see clients and companies rejecting the importance of. So we say that every photo you post on your feed for your business is a direct reflection and representation of how people are going to see your business and the quality of it portrayed because that's the image of it that you're putting out there. So when people don't invest in content and think we've got this, you know, $100,000 brand and we are posting these photos that that our marketing person just took at this event and it's really grainy, it's really pixelated, then what quality of your brand are you portraying to everyone? So it's just prioritizing your content and that might be that it's a meme account like it doesn't always have to be slick beautiful colorful content it's just whatever's in line with your message and your intention and your audience but just being really consistent and knowing that the content is a huge part of succeeding on instagram so investing in that process and something that
1: um was told to us once that i that really resonated with me as well was that especially when you're talking ad spend anyone can scale an ad, you know, like anyone can put money behind it, figure out the right audience and so on. The thing that is going to differentiate your ad from others is actually the quality of that content. So if you can, if you've got say like a gym and you can create this like strikingly beautiful video that actually makes people stop and go, wow, what is this? and want to know more. That is so much more powerful than just a picture or putting money behind something else like why if you're going to like spend money on this why not go all in and actually figure out how you can create great content that you know your audience is going to love
0: got it what's your number four
1: number four is about usp so usp and the easiest way to figure that out often we find is to actually ask people in your target audience what is unique about your brand or what is it that they think makes yeah is important to them that your brand is providing and how can you how can you deliver that
2: yeah because we find instagram we're so passionate about instagram because we get to work with brands and strip back it all back to why they started and what their intention was and what problem they're solving so it's not just like a place to drop photos and think that an audience is just going to arrive it's going well what message are you actually trying to amplify? how can we portray the the vibe and the culture and the the message that you're trying to get across in a visual way and how are we going to do this on this platform because it is such a such a powerful platform because you can you can illustrate a message really clearly because picture says a thousand words, video says a million words, and combine that with your copy and all in one place. It's such a powerful way to portray exactly that vibe and why you started your business.
1: And a really good example of that is, like Tash mentioned, even though she may have looked at all those different accounts in the beginning of what's working on Instagram, her unique... Thing about her tastefully Tash brand is that she brings so much of her art into it. So even though it's still like a food styling account, she's still doing those arty designs in with it as well. So even though, even though, yes, we can figure out what's working. Every everyone should and does and will have something about their brand that makes it
0: slightly different from the rest. I am clear on that. All right, and give us number five. Number five.
2: Number five the elusive number five is playing the long game. And it is knowing that whatever you're going to invest in for your business to help it grow and succeed, it's ne- there's never a one-stop shop click overnight success like there is in anything in life. And I think with Instagram, because there's all these success stories of like, I got a million followers overnight, etc., etc. The egg,
1: the egg, great, <laughs> great example, the world record egg. Did you see that? <laughs> someone posted a picture of an egg on Instagram and it was called, the account is called world record egg because they were like, can an egg get more likes than Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Kylie Jenner. And so it just went viral and everyone was just liking this picture of this egg.
0: Yeah. So I have to ask ask here in the U S what is an egg? Uh,
2: (laughs) I like egg like a, like a, Chicken. A chicken. Oh, egg.
0: Egg. Got it. EGG. Got it. <laughs> All right. Startup Nation. We had a communication breakdown there. Okay. Got it. And I saw the first time that's <laughs> to us. Yeah. Got anyway,
1: it. All right.
0: Awesome. I don't know where the So I get I kind of get
1: where the egg story is. <laughs> no, but what we're saying is that you have to play the long game because not everyone's gonna be able to get like hundreds of millions of likes on an Egg, in the, you know, in a couple of days, you yeah. Know?
2: And also, I think the power of the long game is that you do get a more dedicated tribe that does translate to sales time and time and time again, as opposed to, say, if you built an f- account and you grew it to 100,000 followers in two weeks, then those people are brand new to your account. And that's probably doesn't have the same sticking value. So you might've done a huge giveaway and used a massive influencer. So you might be flavor of the month for that month, but then you've got to keep those people coming back and you've got to keep that long game in process. So it's being consistent with your effort. So don't just do one influencer marketing campaign, grow your following and then forget about it. It's like a time and time and time again, giving back to your audience, figuring out what value you can give um, and knowing that they will become more dedicated and more loyal as you build trust with them. And that is a longer process.
0: Startup Nation, there you have it. The five things all successful Instagram accounts have in common. If you wanna learn more about these ladies, go to dot com. And let's just run through the five again. First, you need your niche. Number one is niche. Number two, consistency. Number three, content. Number four, USP, unique selling proposition. Number five, playing the long game. If you don't do these, if you're missing one of them, you're gonna be a bad egg. It's gonna crack. (laughs) It's gonna splat. You see what I did there? Awesome. All right, here we go. Ladies, why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first $100,000?
2: I actually think it's because back in the day, starting a business, you had to invest heaps into it. It was way harder to start because you couldn't just look online and follow a YouTube tutorial. And I think now entrepreneurs become this new, like, sexy business word of, like, what people want to be. And barrier to entry is far lower. Anyone can start an internet business tomorrow, which is pros and cons. It means that, yes, the world is your oyster, but you don't necessarily have all the backing and all of the thought process behind it. So it's just being really intentional and structured and putting a thousand percent in and knowing that you're not just going to make $100,000 overnight. Yeah, I think it would be a combination between
1: number one, not solving an actual problem and number two, not marketing yourself well enough. So you might have like a great product and you might be solving like a real issue, but if you can't reach your target audience, you're never going to sell anything. Um, and vice versa. If you have great marketing, but you don't have a great product, then people are going to find out quite quickly and you probably won't get the repeat sales that you're looking for.
0: There you have it. Startup nation. Not what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. All right. What do you, uh, what was the number one, uh, daily habit that helped you grow your customer base? The number one daily habit.
2: Yeah. i I think it was showing up on social. So we have a Facebook group, Instagram growth and engagement, which we built, and it had a, it's got about thirty thousand follow um, people in it. And we would show up every single day, provide free content for them, provide free value, give them information about Instagram. And from that, they became the initial core following to our business and supported our different ventures and our podcast and that kind of thing. So I think um, showing up on social. Consistently, time and time and time again, for that audience that we've built.
0: Awesome. And what was the number one thing that helped you grow your profits and monetize?
2: That would be your Ooh. debate. <laughs> um, it would
1: it would be charging more because we weren't we were never charging enough. That would, that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, when we started out, there was no way we were charging enough to even, you know, like justify a, an hourly rate. Um. But then once we you know, sat down, figured out the numbers, figured out what value we were providing, then you've just got to charge what you're worth.
0: Yeah, got it. And this question is for each of you. How do you stay inspired and take consistent action through obstacles and challenges that can make you feel defeated?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I, one of my
1: ways is taking time out and also reminding myself what I'm capable of. Does that make sense? Example, I'm only saying that because I did a big swim yesterday and I think you yeah, sometimes have you did, have to
2: you know <laughs> ocean swimming, so not in the pool. She did twelve kilometres, which is like a lot of miles, just in the ocean swimming. That's more than a marathon swim, just casually. Anyway, carry on. But so but so for me, I often if I get a bit lazy, <laughs> I have to um I have to remind myself
1: and like kind of kick myself back into gear and be like actually you're not lazy, like you're more capable of, because it's really easy to just go slowly and just, you know, settle into what's comfortable. But if you put yourself out of that comfort zone sometimes, whether that's like just doing an ice bath or doing a big swim or something, then that's what reminds you of what's capable. So that's, it makes it easier to overcome things and understand that, you know, if it's money that you haven't made yet or something, it's only because you haven't done it yet that it seems really uncomfortable. You know, it's like anything once you've done it, it's like who, after someone ran the four minute mile or something, everyone started to do it, right? So it's like, it's the same in your own brain. Once you've done it, then, and once you've pushed yourself over those limits, then it's far easier in your mind and it'll just come again.
0: That makes total sense. I guess after coming back after a 12 mile swim out in the ocean, Not you're like, mile. <laughs> you're like
2: it's about a 10 mile.
0: Oh, 10 mile swim. Fine. A a 10 mile swim in the ocean. Big freaking difference, right? Like then you go to your Instagram account and go, well, this shouldn't be that difficult now. Got (laughs) it. Okay. I'm clear. All right. So Startup Nation, we are listening with Viv and Tosh. You can find them at acethegram.com. That's acethegram.com. Go check out their podcast. They have a special parting gift for you as well. We'll get to that. But first, Here we go into the hustle round. Ladies, I'm about to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You will have three seconds to answer each, each of you. Don't overthink it, it's just for fun. Are you ready?
2: Ready, pumped.
0: I love it, Viv's brain is like engaged. It's like, oh no, I gotta think (laughs) fast. I can't process. Okay, here we go. Ladies, what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Go.
1: Freedom. Freedom, that was my one. Still it.
0: (laughs) Look at that. They're business partners. What's your least favorite thing?
1: Um, Finding motivation. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping yourself self-disciplined. Yeah.
0: Got it. What are you most afraid of?
1: Oh. Um, not being able to pay the bills.
0: Got it.
2: Tosh? Um, ah, uh, you only have three seconds. I think not living an extraordinary life.
0: Hmm. I get that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business?
1: Dumb admin tasks. Pay someone else.
2: Yeah. Outsource. Yeah. I agree. Methodical things that we could have outsourced earlier. Yeah.
0: Or in your situation, Toss zooming in on the pictures and
2: yeah. exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Hours on the couch, startup nation. All right. What secret fear do you have about people or about yourself?
2: I think I'm naturally a people pleaser. So it's always mm-hmm. um, that someone doesn't like me, that someone just fears about yeah people's perception of me.
1: Yeah, mine's always that I've upset someone by something that I said.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm very offended right now by something you said earlier. <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm really not. It takes a lot. Okay, what do you wish you had learned sooner in your business?
2: Um, I think the power of systems and being being tri- like not acting we were acting like freelancers but running a business for quite a while and i think um acting like a business and walking the talk yeah basic accounting
1: would have been great to have known earlier
0: <laughs> got that one of my other guests said if you treat your business like a hobby it will pay you like a hobby if you treat it like a and business is- it will pay you through. like a business right yeah. what is a new habit that you want to form
2: sleeping better unrelentless,
1: oh no, relentless productivity
0: (laughs) Relentless productivity productivity.
1: Unrelentless, wrong word Relentless
0: Listen, if you just apply your 10 mile swim mentality to whatever's in front of you girl, you're going to crush it What's a bad habit (laughs) you want to break?
2: Oh, um, napping (laughs) Yeah, I would say um,
0: Not while you're swimming, okay
2: (laughs) Yeah Yeah, I think Going off task. Going
0: off task. All right, going off task. So, getting distracted, are you easily distracted, Tosh? Yeah. Like shiny object syndrome, right? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
2: Oh. Uh, if I you think- want, you
0: can do it for the other person.
2: Okay. Um, Be real. I just thought of mine, though. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> you do, do it for yours.
2: Okay, I think um, positive, motivated, and creative.
0: Viv, do you agree with uh, it?
2: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Okay. What I would you...
2: say um,
1: I would say realistic. Nah, I wouldn't actually. I would say I would also say that I'm positive. Yeah. And also positive. i I, averagely
2: productive. <laughs> That's two words.
0: Oh my God. This a, is
2: where I'm at now. Humble. Humble is one. Viv has a problem. Like, I do the sales mostly because Viv's too humble to like sell anything or like push the message. She's too, like, you need to live in America for a year. That'll do it for you.
0: Yes. And go to New York. That will really supersize you. All right. Pick three yeah, words. You
1: know in- Cash went to New York? She Did didn't she? even eat pizza.
0: Okay. Like, I don't even know who you are. Your whole yeah,
1: life.
2: Yeah, I lived yeah. in I lived in LA for a year, and then New York briefly, and forgot to eat pizza.
0: Yeah, your whole life is a lie now. Yep. All I'm right, there. pick pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business.
1: Um, I think storm. unorganized. Yeah. No idea. But motivated. <laughs> Very motivated. <laughs> we worked all hours. Full speed ahead, and no real direction.
0: Uh, I like those three. Right. Like. Say those three again, because I think that sums up probably 90% of my listeners.
2: Oh, what was it? Motivated Motivated and organized. Like no
1: idea, but highly motivated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly how it is. We don't know and we just go. And like we run into walls and bounce. It's like the pinball game, right? You just bounce around until you hit something. All right. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, Look your family and friends and your business partner bestie in the eye and give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them?
2: I think um, actions speak louder than words, especially in business. Mm. You can come up with a strategy and talk all day about your idea. And we have a lot of people come to us with their ideas, but there's Mm. nothing like actioning it. And there's nothing like what you learn from actioning anything. So just dive straight in and do it. I agree. Once you once you actually take action, you've
1: already put yourself in the the very small percent that actually ever follow through. That's
0: really true. I get that. Awesome. Any final wisdom? What is the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K?
2: Well, I actually was listening to a podcast yesterday with Barbara Kokonin, the shark, um, and she said that the number one thing she looks for in businesses that she's looking to invest in is how they're going to go on social media in the future and how what their potential is for integrating that into their business. So I think it's just the message that we have is how powerful social media is and what it is doing for businesses and how you can create success for your business when you do harness Instagram and and social media in a really a really efficient way for your business. Um, and it's just the world is heading in that direction. So I'll just, it's, yeah, reiterate how powerful social media can be for your business. Mm, absolutely. Got it. Yeah.
0: So I have a long-term strategy of social media in your business, right? Uh, anything you totally. want to add to that, Viv?
1: Um, no, no, Tasha. No, no.
0: Like I'm tired from swimming yesterday. All <laughs> right. So what is the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? And what's the free gift you have for my listener?
1: So we actually have a page set up, especially for your listeners, which is instagram.com forward slash 100k. Um, And we've got a couple of giveaways on there. We've also got a link for a 15 minute discovery call. So if you've got questions and so on, um, that's available to you there. And we've got a couple of other resources as well, which they are more than welcome to take advantage of.
2: Yeah, but the easiest way to get our information about like in depth about whatever you're interested with Instagram is, yeah, our podcast, Ace the Gram, which you can find in most places.
0: All right, Startup Nation, there you have it. These ladies are giving you gifts. It's like Christmas early. I, I'm, looking, I'm looking on the link here, 20 free apps and websites to revolutionize your Instagram. They're giving you that. So go get that and take advantage of that 15 minute discovery call. Are you kidding? These girls know what they're doing. All right, Startup Nation, do you enjoy my show? Do you love listening to First 100K? Do you love the guests that I bring on all the way from the other side of the planet in New Zealand and I wake them up at 6 a.m. to be on the show right now? Like, do you love that? Is it working for you? If you haven't yet, go subscribe on iTunes and give a five-star review or give a two-star review. Just be real, give something, participate. Get out of the stands in your life and get onto the court and play the game. These ladies are right, take action. Let's go. Vivintosh, thanks for being on the show. I wish you a blessed day and uh, your next 100K. Thank you.
2: Thanks, so for talking to you.
0: Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. we got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.